0: hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of empty betters presented by absolutely nobody because we are still not famous and that's partially your guys' fault but also kind of our fault uh, <laughs> today is two or fuck, Tuesday Monday. yeah Tuesday September 10th it's hard being your future self right now um and we are back both back from vacations from over the weekend Nick you want to Get into a little detail about what you did?
1: Yeah, both of us did a little uh, Road Warrior segment over the weekend. Um, No content, so sorry about that. But we basically went on little trips of our own. Um, I was down in Savannah, Georgia um, (laughs) for my buddy Sean's bachelor party. Um, Couldn't be happier for him, uh, couldn't be happier for me. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, It got a little crazy though. I was supposed to fly down on Thursday morning But if you live under a rock and you didn't hear about the hurricane, um, so my flight got canceled and it kind of got canceled at the last minute. So my buddy, Will, and my buddy, Ryan, and I decided to rent a car and someone came up with the idea of driving to Savannah at midnight. Oh my God. So that was a lot of fun. We left Baltimore at about midnight, did not get to Savannah until nine or 10 in the morning. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, that was a long trip and, uh, a lot of boozing, uh, just flooring it for 48 hours straight, but it was a lot of fun and glad to be back.
0: Absolutely. Good to have yeah. you back alive. <laughs> Otherwise we wouldn't be able to be doing this right now. Uh, I myself went down to the wonderful town of Miami, Florida to go see the Baltimore Ravens play the Miami Dolphins.
1: They, they did pretty well in that game. They I didn't think, right? play them. They whooped their ass. It <laughs> wasn't
0: much of a game. Uh, interesting place went there for spring break one year but it's just a good reminder like that america really is just a melting pot yeah <laughs> it's uh it's an interesting dynamic down there for sure for sure. Uh, as far as the game goes uh what an effort oh my lord um i have a little gripe about it so i it, i don't i can't remember the last time i went to a game where i was an away fan at the opposing team's arena, but this if you're a home fan and you're getting your ass absolutely handed to you, how can you talk shit to... Oh, the other team's fans. Like, we like we got so much shit from Dolphins fans telling us to go home. They told us to go back to Canada because we're so far north, apparently. Really? It's like all but, this... But
1: they're Dolphins fans. Well, exactly.
0: Yeah. They're telling us to go home. Like, this is my home. We're what? By 49? Right. What the fuck <laughs> do you think we're doing? Like, you go home.
1: I don't think a Dolphins fan, you know, has any right to talk shit to any other fan. I mean, it... or any Miami sports fan. I guess you could say, like, the you, but still like when was your heyday you yeah, would have had
0: a better chance on sunday than exactly. the fucking dolphins did but anyways it just made me think like you know if i was at a hockey game and my team was getting their ass handed to them i would not take that out on the opposing team's fan it's just i've never understood it like if it's a close game and it's overtime fine sure maybe but when you're down by 49 points no what the fuck are you talking about like
1: no i went to um we did like a road trip down to Tampa when I was in high school with my family and we got to see the Caps play the Lightning. Great, just absolute great stadium. Um, it's really cool going to a hockey game like with a stadium that's sort of like on a river and you get to go in like shorts and a t-shirt. That's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. um, and there was like, I think the Lightning won three to one with an empty net. And Lightning fans were like talking shit to us the whole time and they were like 30 points out of the playoffs <laughs> at that point. Um, And I was like, all right, like, you know, that was your fan appreciation night, you know, at least the Caps get to play for another, you know, week. But, you know,
0: it's like just, you know, have a little self-awareness. It's it's not that hard. Speaking of the melting pot idea, because this actually happened while I was down there too. shout out to. And if you're listening to this, you're actually a good person. Met two people from Toronto as they pronounce it in the Northern Land, you know, yeah. it's how they say it with a ch instead of a yep, t. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's Toronto yeah. instead of Toronto. I've never understood that. That, or
1: they'll leave the second t off, so it's not Toronto; it's Toronto. Yeah, the,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's extreme. It, I've always been fascinated by the pronunciation yeah. of Toronto. If you guys are listening to this, uh, me and my pals went down to the Ravens tailgate and we met two Canadians from Toronto. How um, are you now? Good. I, and you?
1: Oh, not so bad. <laughs>
0: Got into a little talk, you know, about the whole modern situation, how they think they're going to do this year. It's just, it's it's really cool to see how you can just find hockey fans somewhere so random and they can, it's never like they don't know what they're talking about. They just pick it right up and it's yeah. really cool to see. And if you guys are listening to this, shout out to you too because uh, it was nice meeting you and thanks for fulfilling my dreams of hearing a Canadian accent down in Florida. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, eh? So one of the things we have slated for this episode is our central division preview. Moving on, we're sort of moving from west to east uh, by this logic.
0: We will get to the metro, don't worry.
1: We will. It'll be last. (laughs) Right before Um, the season starts. So this is definitely going to be a lot tighter than the Pacific. The Pacific is very sort of, I don't want to say they have some bottom feeders, but that's exactly how it is. Um, You can say that they have bottom feeders, yeah. yeah. The central is tight. It is nice and tight, let me tell you. And so to kick it off, um, we're just going to run down the odds real quick. Um, best odds to worst: Colorado is at a three to one to win this division. Dallas and Nashville are both at seven to two to win this division. St. Louis, your defending Stanley Cup champions, are at five to one to win this division. Winnipeg is at a six to one. The Chicago Blackhawks are at a sixteen to one, and
0: the Minnesota Wild are at a twenty to one. So Nathan McKinnon took the abs from probably, what, like 50 to 1 to 3 to 1 in one calendar year? Pretty much. Jesus Christ. Oh my Lord.
1: Yeah. So uh, without further ado, we're going to dive into this and sort of, you know, same as last episode, we're going to go alphabetical um, and just give you a little bit of a rundown for each club. So we're going to start with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they finished 6th in this division last year. They're 16-1, to 1, as I just mentioned, to win this division. 36 wins, 34 losses, 12 overtime losses, and 84 points. They finished just 6 points out of the playoffs. Um, they missed that second wild card spot, and they finished 6th in the division, and were still in playoff contention. So this really shows you how tight this
0: division is. Uh, they traded for Olimata. You love him, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Why on God's earth would you want him? Why? He is what why? was your what was your little pet name for him? Wait, what was my little pet? Pylon. Oh, Pylon, <laughs> hey, cuz he's slow as shit. These kids in quicksand all the time. <laughs> Thank you for Dominic Cahoon. keep the change. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh so I love Kane. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I
1: think it's going to be, you know, him and him and Johnny Tava- uh Taves, not Tavares, are going to have um Bounce back years this year for sure. tapes did pretty well last year, too. Yeah, they did. He had and his own little bounce back. They kind of, like, in a weird way went under the radar after being, you know, on the forefront of the NHL for the last decade.
0: Who won MVP? Was it – who won the – Kucherov, right? Yeah, probably. I – can a heart, can can you give the Hart Trophy to a player whose team didn't make the playoffs? Because I honestly think Patrick Kane was right there. Did Mc – has McDavid won a Hart Trophy or no? Uh, he's won two. They've only made the playoffs once. Yeah.
1: So I think you can. I
0: can't remember. Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote us on that. I just thought last year <clears throat> he was very much. Des- I mean, I get Kucherov like completely lit it up. I'm not. Of co- I knew that was going to happen. But I'm just saying if you really narrow down like the Blackhawks would have probably been a lottery pick team if they didn't have Kane.
1: For sure. Um, They've added key veterans at most positions, um, you know, after missing the playoffs for the second straight year. Um, They brought in Robin Laner to back up Corey Crawford, who – I mean, Crawford's a great goalie when he's healthy, but he gets hurt a lot. Are you sure it's not – Crawford backing up Laner. I mean, I mean,
0: I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, I mean, that could happen.
1: That could definitely happen. Um, I think you're definitely going to see them share the load a lot more than you would expect to. As they should. Um, as they should, just as, you know, Leonard had a great season last year, and Crawford's health has been a, a huge question in the past, so I would definitely look out for that. They brought back Andrew Shaw um love that move yeah love it. definite pest and they also brought in zach smith and ryan carpenter so that bottom six just got a lot nastier that's gritty yeah Yeah, i like that a lot that's very
0: gritty i just they can score too like it's not like it's uh like shawzy right he kind of reminds me of like a matt cook type yeah i think matt cook had one year in pit where it was him and kennedy that kind of went off but let's be real i mean i think shawzy's a lot more skilled than cook i mean you're getting oh for sure if you're in the playoffs that's That's the guy you want. Yeah. So Ryan Carpenter too, I think he's a pretty decent player. He does body. He can put up points.
1: I mean, even if these guys, you know, if if you
0: get like, you know, twenty or thirty. Exactly. You don't need anything more than that. You get twenty two points, maybe even like high teens, I'd be perfectly fine with that as long as you're getting good PK time from him.
1: And to boost their scoring a little bit, they did bring in Alex Nylander in that trade with Buffalo. I think they sent over a defensive prospect for him. Um He's definitely got some hands, uh, not necessarily like what his older brother does, but definitely a guy that can help out bottom six in terms of offense. I think last year, the fact that they brought in Dylan Strom from Arizona was a huge move. The fact that he's playing with basically, I mean, it is his best friend from junior and Alex DeBrinckit. That's you know, a dynamic duo. Studs. That's like their second dynamic duo that that team has, which is kind of frustrating. Which makes me
0: like kind of question why... How like, the hell they have the money to pay these players. Well, one, that, but yeah. two, like, just... I guess it's the defense, but you just said they have two dynamic duos. Name me how many? Tell me how many teams have two dynamic duos. It's right. not many. No, not many. So um, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't really think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they'll be...
1: I think if they catch Heat, this could be another bubble year for them. They could finish, you know, four or five, six points out of the playoffs. And again. I want them to
0: make the playoffs, but I just think they'll probably be a bubble team, maybe two or three spots out from that final eighth spot. Um, but hey, they increased their chances of a lottery pick by getting Olimona. So <laughs> props to you. <laughs> and, uh, you know,
1: one of the question marks I had written down is they're looking for their defense to improve. So um, yeah, according- you fuck that one <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, their prospect to watch that I had pad picked out was the guy they drafted third this year, Kirby Doc. Um, great size, eighteen year old, expected next year, six foot four. So he wants to fill out that frame a little bit. Um, I don't know if he's going to fall into a center role or a wing role, but down the road, this is essentially a blue chip stock for this team and I wouldn't be surprised if that kid made some all-star teams in the future I love when you go prospect
0: talk <laughs>
1: <laughs> who you got next so up next we have the Colorado Avalanche they were fifth in this division last year they are your favorites to win the division this year they are three to one odds to win this division and another pick I really like is they are five to one odds to win the Western Conference Ooh, I think that could be money they finished. empty. Well, better
0: so it's... It, it. Better be. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: they finished last year with 38 wins, 30 losses, 14 overtime losses, and 90 points. They obviously had some, you know, big off-season moves. I think out of the teams we're going to cover today, these guys did the most. Big departure in Tyson Berry, yeah. and they also lost Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, and they brought in a ton of people.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, do you want to go over their acquisitions and then we'll get into the analysis?
1: So in the Barry trade, they got Nazem Kadri. Um, they picked up Callie Rosen, Andre Burakovsky, Jonas Donskoy, and Pierre-Edward Belmar. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Uh, Obviously, this like team's big problem last year was they had the best first line in hockey and nothing else below it. And not nothing else, but they didn't have the umph to have you know bottom six. And picking up Kadri, Donskoy, you know, and Burakovsky—that's huge to help the bottom six.
0: So, are they avalanche legit? Like, I obviously they have immense top-end talent, but are they are they the real deal? I mean, how's this gonna?
1: If they're not the real deal this year or next year, three or four years from now, this is gonna be. I mean, they
0: got Mac on that great deal, so it's not like their window is like the Maple Leafs, who had to win it. Either last year, or maybe this year, like they, they have him on a good deal for still, I think three or two exactly. more seasons. So
1: and they, I mean, their back end is only going to get better from here. They are they could, they pretty much just gave away Tyson Berry because Kale McCarr looked so good.
0: I think Tyson Jones is going to be pretty good this season too.
1: Yeah, he hasn't panned out as quickly as a lot of people thought he would, or as a lot of other prospects from sort of his draft class. But I think you know he's going to find his role this
0: year. Do you split that top lineup? Because I'm looking at their projected lineup right now. And if you look, if they moved Rantanen down to the second line, you could maybe get Kadri and Rantanen and Yost, and then you could put maybe Burakovsky on that top line. I think Burakovsky has enough skill to put on that top line.
1: I definitely – I mean, I agree. I mean, it was heartbreaking to watch him leave the caps. But, you know, that's yeah. definitely something that they're going to have to go over. They've got, you know, a ton of, you know, tinkering to do while their GM is, you know, sitting on the toilet taking a shit. He can move all that <laughs> stuff around. Uh, their defense, like I said, is only going to get better. Their fourth pick was Bowen Byram. I don't think you'll see him this year, but he's he was the most highly touted defensive prospect.
0: He will be good, yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, this past draft. Uh, that was the pick, if I'm not mistaken, that they got from yes. Ottawa. in Yes,
0: for Mr. Uber driver Tattletail. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> in that whole fiasco, so that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Grubauer is going to get his essential first full season as a number one.
0: This is his tryout. Yeah. So this is, I think he'll do well. I don't know if he'll do Stanley. I love groups,
1: you know, having him for a couple years in DC, you know, he's great to watch. He's another, you know, you know, branch off the Mitch corn goalie tree. So I think he's going to do well. Obviously the big question mark is how does he do with the increased workload?
0: Yep, and I think the only other question mark is how good can Kale McCarr be for them? I mean, he's going to run that power play, no doubt. Yeah,
1: he came in, obviously, towards the end of the year, you know, scored in his first game in the playoffs. Um,
0: he's good. That's so cool. McKinnon calls him Carlson. I'm like, oh yeah, my that's, god, that's so cool. That's a big name to compare to. I mean.
1: Seriously. That's high praise to live up to, but, you know, that's another thing, another guy that's he's got essentially his first full season in front of him to, you know, see how he handles the big workload, and... It'll be interesting to see how many minutes he gets a night.
0: Yeah, I. He'll, will he get to that mid to high twenties, or is he like a, still like a twenty minute guy? I don't know. I think he's. You I don't know, see him killing penalties.
1: I don't either. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, he's got young legs. Throw him out there as much as you can. But then it's like, okay, you're playing defense in the NHL. You've got to you know be, yeah, just, be responsible first before we're going to throw you out there the whole time. So
0: couldn't agree more.
1: Definitely something to keep an eye on, and obviously the huge question mark. In the room for this team is the ranton and signing, which is yet to happen.
0: And we will touch on the pending restricted free agents at the end of the episode. So stay tuned if you're bored of division previews, which you shouldn't be.
1: But. No, this is interesting. Pay uh, attention.
0: Uh, three to one, though, n- I don't no. like. Yeah. There's too many teams in this division where I would say, I don't know if that's completely worth it. But you're five to one to win the West? Five to one to win the West. That. To clarify, that means the Western Conference Finals the yes, playoffs, in the not playoffs, not the Western Conference not like in the in regular, regular season. season. Yeah. This is to win
1: the Western Conference Finals in the playoffs.
0: They're a great team. I, I just, you know, I, there's a lot of great teams. Yeah,
1: This is one of those divisions that, you know, everyone keeps saying is the toughest in the NHL, which it's not. We all know which one is. Um, <laughs> it's tightly packed. You know, any one of these teams could make the playoffs except Minnesota. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and i think you know 5 to 1 for colorado to that's win the, wild. Yeah, to win <laughs> nice oh, <shit. laughs> to, to win the western conference finals is a good bet they caught fire in the playoffs last year and i think they can do it again cuz i think they got better
0: yeah i think they're a good team i just uh, don't know if kadri i don't know if i trust him in the playoffs. as long
1: as they don't have to play boston they'll be fine cuz then kadri won't get suspended
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's enough with the avs
1: let's move on to dallas They were fourth in this division last year. Uh, They improved a a ton last year. They're 7-2 to odds to win the division this year. 43 wins, 42 losses, 7 overtime losses, 93 points. They got two huge names. I like them a lot this year. Yeah, two huge names in the offseason. Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski. Perry's kind of flatlined a little bit in Anaheim, um, and that's – you know, definitely something that comes with
0: age. He could still put up mm, 17 to 22 goals, I would say. Exactly. And I something feel like that's that kind nature. of like where his
1: role is going to be. With I this said team. could, not will, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, Pavelski's going to have the bigger impact of the two. I think that was a big loss for San Jose. That
0: power play just got so much So better much and better. And nobody realizes it. No. He is a complete freak in front of the net. Yeah. Deflection artist. Gets his body in there. He's not scared of the dirty areas. I think their power play is going to easily be top five this year in the NHL. And they
1: had a very, very dangerous unit in the playoffs as well. Uh, Bishop was lights out. Um, One of the things they're looking to do this year is sort of diversify their scoring. Uh, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Alex Radulov scored 42.6% of their goals last year. Oh, my God.
0: And, say, and they were 29th in goals four in the league last year. Yeah, and I could still, not And believe still made a decent that, push. Yeah, I can't believe – a really decent push. I can't believe that. So obviously
1: they are looking to, you know, make some offensive improvements. And to do that, they brought in John Stevens as an assistant coach to, you know, aid five-on-five on, five on five play and complement the power play as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think the one thing about this team that people – Probably overlooked just a tiny bit is just how good their defense is. John Klingberg, I'm gonna fuck this name up. You can do it. Heiskanen. Heiskanen. But yeah. Heiskanen. Yeah. I'm calling him Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. He's a good player. Lindell gives you a little tough guy back there. I believe they got Jamie Alexiak back from the Penguins, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So they definitely uh, got tougher on the back end. Um, you know, I think they'll be a good team this year.
1: Good. Um, my prospect to watch for them is Ty Delandrea, uh, 13th overall in 2018. Uh, interesting little clause here. I'm going to go lawyer mode again. Because he's 19, he can play in either the NHL or the OHL, um, so his projected arrival isn't until next season. So I would look for him to go back to junior this year, but definitely a guy you would look to see
0: in two years from now. There are these girls like <laughs> we're recording this in like a business room. And there are these girls like right behind us to our left, like staring at us as we're talking to this microphone, and they're pouring out glasses of white wine over the balcony. So sorry, uh I digress. Sorry, that we we got distracted. <laughs> um I, my other big
1: questions I have written down is will Rupe hints take the next step? He had an unbelievable postseason and everyone's sort of wondering, you know, is this sort of like a hidden gem that the stars found? Or is he going to sort of like, you know, plateau? Or was that like a freak? Uh,
0: I'd say, I don't know about hidden gem, but I would say he will be better than people expect.
1: Yeah, I think so. He's got, you know, good size, great shot, good net front presence. Doesn't mind going into the corner and has wicked hands. I think this, you know, the sky's the limit for this kid. Um, I watched every Stars playoff game just to watch him play. He's unbelievable.
0: And obviously Ben Bishop and then
1: i can't remember if we already touched on this—but that is huge. Ben I, Bishop essentially kept that team alive for one and a half overtimes <laughs> against St. Louis. And
0: I think he'll be really good this year too. And I think he is a huge reason why they will go. I would say probably to the third round in the play. Uh, if they have to beat Avalanche, maybe not. But they will but definitely. Depending go in on the what second. their roadmap map looks like. I, I, can, I, I, can I just I, say, I really. What are you doing, (laughs) NHL? Like, I want to see the two best teams in the conference go against each other in the third round, but you can't. And for those of you who aren't, like, super, like, familiar with the new, like, not new, it's probably, what, four years old now, the new playoff setup. It sucks. You can't play someone in your division in the third round of the playoffs. You will, you have the two best teams in a division have to face each other in the second round. That is stupid. It's ridiculous. I want Penguins Capitals in the third round. Right. I want the Avalanche and I don't know, like the fucking Predators in the third exactly. round. Exactly. I want. I don't want to be forced to play my division rival in the second round. Go back to one through eight. This is stupid. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. We should. No, back but this on the makes sense. That's
1: definitely something they need to do. The one through eight system was perfect. Why they changed it? Yeah, I will never understand. It's just dumb. Like no other sport no.
0: does that, and it's just so stupid. Thank you, Gary Bettman. Yeah, way to ruin it.
1: <laughs> um, so Dallas, similar to Colorado, there's another you know club where you're going to look and see what their lines are going to look like right now. Who knows? Uh, definitely up in the air. That's definitely going to change, and it's going to keep changing, and I'm sure throughout the season. Yes, sir.
0: All right, who you got next.
1: Up next is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they Wait, was... can we
0: skip them? We could. We <laughs> might as
1: well. Uh so they were seventh in this division last year. They're twenty to one to win it this year, so that's not gonna happen. Thirty-seven wins, thirty-six losses, nine overtime losses and eighty three points. They just hired Billy Garen as their GM. They had like a huge GM fiasco last year where they basically booted the guy after what? A season?
0: Yeah. yeah. I think Garen uh, no penguins bias. <laughs> I think Guerin is going to do good in the future, but they don't have one shot in hell this year of making the playoffs. And I feel bad for him because he's basically picking up a pile of dog shit, but he's learned from Rutherford. You know, I mean, Rutherford has back-to-back cups, but I still kind of question him. Um, But I think he'll be a good GM. I think the problem with them is they have just too much commitment in Parise and Suter, and it's just like, You can't justify their production. Maybe more so Suter. I think Parise had a decent year last year. I don't have the stats in front of me, but... Yeah, it's... They're not earning what they signed them for. And No, those deals were... I
1: remember when those deals happened. I was like, this is, you know... How do you unload this that is monster? No, one, no one's gonna it's,
0: take that. They're kind of stuck with them.
1: It, essentially that's what's happening. Um, they're definitely one of the older clubs in the league. Uh here's a rundown of basically their big players that are over thirty. You had Parise and Suter, they brought in Zuccarello, Koivu and Dubnik, and those are all eating up
0: And that's like their core.
1: <laughs> they're eating up you know, I think the
0: lowest contract there is like five a year. Yeah, it's it's too much and I get that Koivu and Dumba missed a majority of last year with injuries. Um, I love Dumba, though. I I don't know what his contract situation is, but if they end up really tanking and they go for, like, a full-blown rebuild, they could get a lot for him. Here's a fun stat that I saw on Twitter. I think it was Dan Rosen. I can't remember. Um, Matt Dumba, last season before he got hurt, was leading the NHL – among defensemen in goals scored. He had 12 goals before he got hurt, and I believe he got hurt in the first half of the year. So that's a He did. Um, that's a lot for a defenseman. Yeah, him and Koivu were banged up for a while
1: last year, and that's basically where their scoring comes from.
0: And they don't have much. They were 29th in the league last season yeah. in goals per game. I really will, I will say they're not a good team. They will not do well this year. They will get absolutely – Chewed up in this division, but their top four is a good. It's a yeah. Th- they've got Jared Spurgeon, Ryan Suter, Yo- I think it's Jonas Brodin, and yep. Matt Dumbo. That's not a bad top four. That's, That's a good decor. I would. I Jared mean, spurgeon's so underrated. Yes, agreed. So underrated. He's slowly becoming the next Alexander Barkov, where everybody will start yes. saying he's, <laughs> uh, he's underrated. Definitely a good, you know, defensive
1: core. Obviously, this team's big problem, as we said, was scoring. They scored
0: this year season as well.
1: They scored one or no goals in 24 games this past year. Say that one more time. They scored zero or one goal in 24 games. That's like a third of the season. It's essentially over. a third of their season. Oh my god, that's horrible. Um, that's really bad. So that isn't going to pan out very well for them if that happens again this year. Eric Stahl, Jason Zucker, you know, the big question is, you know, can Zucker have a breakout year? Can Stahl get back to where he was two years ago? He helped them out a lot.
0: They tra- they wanted to trade Zucker in the offseason. They almost traded him for Castle. I wonder if they hang on to him the whole year. I'm, I, I would say he could be a very good piece for a contending team come deadline time.
1: I know the Caps looked at him for a little bit. I think, I think I don't the Flyers know. did too. Yeah, so. Of course
0: the Metro. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So,
1: definitely a player to keep your eye on if there's some early, you know, if he takes off and his stock goes up, you know, they might ship they him out. Sh- yeah, they if, can shed some If salt, they start right? to tank, you know, they might blow it up. So, definitely someone to keep your eye on. Uh, Their young core, Jordan Greenway, Cunning, Ryan Donato, can they step up this year? Donato will. Donato will. Greenway's a good player, think physical he st- guy. I think he's still
0: year two off. You're the prospect guru, though, so I'll
1: defer yeah, to you. Yeah, so I... This is like one of those things where I would not expect them to carry this team, but they should definitely be adding to this team at this point. I would agree. Um, their big prospect to watch that I have written down is, and I'm going to try and do my best with this name, it's very Russian, so help me out, Kirill Kaprizov, Kaprizov 135th in the 2015 2015- God damn it. Yeah. 135th in the 2015 draft. He led the KHL in goals and game-winning goals Drug this past testing. year. So definitely some offensive upside there, which this team desperately needs. But I don't think he's coming over from Russia anytime soon. Oh my God, I can't stand all
0: this, like... Why is it that whatever someone is good in Russia, it's always a problem to bring him
1: over? I don't, I don't understand. The Caps went through this with Kuznetsov. It was we went like went through
0: it with Malkin. It, it was, was like three thing. years
1: of He's coming. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Just do what Ovi did and just show up and light it up and be the best <laughs> goal scorer of your generation ever. Yeah, if only it was that
0: easy. But that is enough of the Minnesota Wild. Let's move on to the next team. Who you
1: got, Nick? I have the Smashville Predators. Uh, so they won this division last year and tied with Dallas for a seven to two odds to win it this year. Uh, broke the hundred point plateau last year. Forty seven wins, twenty nine losses, six overtime losses. Um, they were pretty active in the trade, you know, trade in, trade out market this year. The big one, elephant in the room, is that there's – P.K. Subban is gone. He went to New Jersey. um, And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of hole that leaves.
0: Yeah, I think they'll be all right on the back end. I think they're deep enough where it won't hurt them too much. I think, you know, they had to kind of make a sacrifice, right? They lose P.K., but they signed the best country singer in all of Nashville, Maxie Shane. So I think that it's a good trade off for them. I think they needed to get a little deeper up front and – they definitely did that this off season. I would say they are going to be a good team yet again, but I'm
1: The power play. That's yeah. they had the worst power play in the NHL last year at twelve point nine percent. How's that possible? It's insane when you look at that. You lineup.
0: got Ryan Ellis with a bomb from the point. I mean Ryan you got Ellis, Johansson with the sil- silky melts, like Subban, Yossi, yeah, Philip Forsberg. Arvidsson in front of the net screening. It's, How's that happen?
1: So they're looking for Duchesne to essentially add to that, but... he, he The
0: pre, the poor Predators, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like... They're still in the they're hunt. The, they're, they're still the going to push, but... They're the Capitals before the Capitals won. They're yeah. always good. They're always yeah. in contention. They're always going to be... Them in like, San Jose, you could say that for yes, Yeah. Yes. Both... Yeah, and you can – um, that's for a separate episode, but, yeah. but I just kind of feel bad for them. Um,
1: so. so they brought in Duchesne. They are very, very deep at center. Essentially, their four centers off the top of my head would be Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, Kyle Turris, and Nick Bonino. That's four pretty damn good centers down the middle. That's got to boost the power play at some point. I don't know what else will. Um Dan Lambert has to – they brought him in to fix the power play. He coached in the Western Hockey League for the last two seasons, and he was brought in specifically for that reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pecorino and solid. We already mentioned their D with Ellis, Elcombe, Yossi. Uh, who's the other one that I'm missing? gone. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Those are top I don't three. Um, I think they'll be good. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're a wild card team. I don't know if Rene can keep up. No,
1: he's definitely going to have to share that with UC Soros. Uh, I would look for. He's like five foot eight, isn't he? I think so. He's like
0: the smallest goalie. I would look for
1: Soros to get more and more time this season. Uh, I thought he had a decent year last year, um, but I would just look for him to have more time as Rene sort of, you know, is at the top end of his. Yeah, he's, a, he's Yeah, he's he, old. Like he, I mean,
0: well, he's old. He's like in his prime, but he's like on the tail end and he's still really good cuz he's a really good team, but I feel like if you put he's not going to do he's not going to carry Montreal to an almost playoff berth like Carey Price is going to do. No, he's definitely not, a, not. He's not that talent level and he's also not in that part of his career. Um but to wrap it up, I think they're a wild card team.
1: Yeah, my prospect to watch for them, you could very well see this guy on the blue line this year. It's Dante Fabro. Um former American world junior player 17th overall in 2016 he is definitely looking to step into a top four defenseman role this year if he cracks it I'm gonna say right now I don't think so I'm gonna say you know top six for sure but there's definitely a lot of minutes left on the table with Subban's absence
0: yes agreed uh moving on
1: to St. Louis, so Ooh. the defending Stanley Cup champions were third in this division last year. They're 5-1 to one to win it this year. 45 wins, 28 losses, 9 overtime losses, and 99 points, and they essentially have a nearly identical roster, and they're hoping that that's going to help them repeat. They
0: literally didn't add anybody. No. They act, no, like literally, they didn't add anybody. They and, spent
1: the entire offseason signing their own restricted free agents and free agents.
0: Which I like, you know, I like that move because there's a lot of teams who are struggling to do that, right Exactly. <laughs> but um, their only losses, Del Zotto, he was just a seventh or eighth. I teammate. don't think he played for he, them. He was benched, yeah. yeah he was a yeah. Black ace. Um Patty Maroon, you know, he had a big goal, but as far physical as physical presence. As, yeah. yeah, as far as them making the playoffs, that's not really going to affect that um they are still really good down the middle they got Braden Shen Ryan O'Reilly Tyler Bozak right down the middle I mean try messing with that there's all those guys That's are tough. great two-way players um they have Oscar Sunquist and Ivan Barbashev I think they're savages I love them I, I think love, they're good I wish Sundquist could have been this good in Pittsburgh but <laughs> I think yeah right. um, They're great fourth-liners. They're great third and fourth-liners who just are gritty, and they get after it. They're physical. They're guys you want on your team in the playoffs. I think they're going to be huge for them when it comes down to the last, say, 20 games of the season when I believe that they are fighting to keep a playoff spot. Um, I think if Fabry and Robert Thomas can step up this year, that they will be much better off. The reason I think that they are going to be a wild-card team is I'm – just not sure if those guys are going to be able to do. It. I think Fabry's had some. He's been like ACL he's had servers. like the worst
1: injury luck ever, and I feel so bad for the guy. It was like you know he had like a horrible leg injury, and then like two games after he finally came back, the same exact thing essentially happened to him. Yeah, and it took him like a basically like three years to recover from those two injuries. So him coming back and you know, sort of getting back into the swing of things will definitely help them. Rob Thomas stud at this point I mean if he continues the way he was in the playoffs he'll be a stud Uh, my prospect to watch for them is Jordan Cairo uh, 35th overall in 2016 centerman high speed of play and has an unreal ability to sort of read the game and you know think at a really really high speed which is something you essentially can't teach so it's definitely a guy to keep his eye on you could see him potentially this year but I would say for sure next year
0: and they'll still be good on the back end they still got Carl Gunnarsson They still got Alex Petrangelo. I'm not sure what Jay Boehmister is doing. Is he retiring? Is he staying? Is he going to – if he stays, is he at the same level he was at? I don't know. Um, I don't know if he can log as many minutes as he was doing, and I know he already wasn't logging that many. Uh, Colton Pareko is restricted free agent. Is that what we just said? No.
1: I don't think – no. No, he's not. He's locked up. He's good to go. Okay. Um, So, you know – Big guy, big shot. That
0: definitely helps them. Yeah, he's a tank. He's a workhorse. Yeah, my
1: big question mark for them is obviously, uh, how is Bennington going to handle a full season? He yes. didn't. He didn't have a full season last year. You know, he had an unbelievable playoffs and sort of second half of the year, but
0: now he's thrown into that number one role essentially. Yeah, take it from me, from a guy who's seen a goalie come out of nowhere and then win them a cup—actually, two cups to be exact. <laughs> How are you? Um, <laughs> you should see Nick's face <laughs> when I say that. Um, I, what is he like? Right? Like Matt Murray comes off the cup when everyone goes, he's a top ten goalie in the league, and then there's still a little controversy. He wins the second cup, and they go, he's a top five goalie in the league, and he's clearly not. He no, absolutely. he's not. Like, and by people, when I mean by people saying that, is NHL Network was saying that. I remember seeing this yeah. list last year. I don't, f- he's not going to play the way he played in the playoffs all 82 games. I would definitely expect him to have points in the season where you're starting to question things.
1: For sure. I think, you know, every goalie will have that. We intentionally left him off our top 10 goalies list when we critiqued the NHL Network's goalie list because of this. You know, he, They were saying, oh, top 10 goalies right now. I was like, the dude has played literally a third of a season plus the playoffs. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. Playing in the playoffs as a goalie and winning the Stanley Cup, that's insane. Like, he played lights out. It's going to be very interesting to see how he handles this extended workload. How do you think the Blues
0: finish this year? I mean, I might sound crazy, but are they a playoff team? Because I not, think
1: they're going to be scraping to get into the playoffs. I think five to one is a little optimistic, and this is not a bet that I would make at five to one for them to win this division.
0: No, i I think they're I think they're like an eighth seed team to get in. I I just don't. I, the way they play is great for the playoffs, and you know, again, a lot of similarities to the Penguins team in sixteen. They bring in a coach halfway through the year who's got a very disciplined system that guys buy into, and it can carry them for 40 or 50 games. I just don't know if you can play that hard and block that many shots and play that, you know, restricted for 82 games. Exactly.
1: And the short offseason, I mean, how does that – I mean, exactly. that affects you. And the hangover, not to mention. Exactly. They didn't go as hard as the Caps did, though. Let's they didn't be real. Go hard as us this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, so the short offseason is obviously something to keep your eye on, uh, and the power play needs to improve a little bit. But other than that, this is essentially the same team as last year. If this team was in the Pacific Division, they would make the playoffs. But because it's the Central and the Central is so tight, I think that it's going to be a lot – like you said, I think they could be like an eighth seed going yeah, into the, and the playoffs. I don't want to
0: beat a dead horse, but like, this is just something where I think there's never – I shouldn't say there's no reason, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Blackhawks finished ahead of them. And no,
1: absolutely. I completely agree. And it's
0: not because the Blues are bad or I think they did—they're—they got lucky or it was a fluke. They totally deserved a the win. They were better than every team. I just don't know if they can do that again. It's so hard to do.
1: It's so hard to repeat. Um, yeah, well, I mean, stop, I wouldn't. Know. Stop it. <laughs> um, so move on before he, you know, pops a semi in his pants. Uh, Too late. We're going to Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets. They finished second in this division last year. They are six to one to win it this year. Forty-seven wins, thirty losses, five overtime losses, ninety-nine points. They have two huge question marks that have not been answered yet, and those are their two essentially, you know, two top-five scorers on their team that have yet to sign contracts.
0: Uh, that is or what Nick is referring to is Patrick Line and Kyle Connor. They are both still pending restricted free agents. And I think the odds that they get a deal done with Connor are much higher than they do with Line. A. I think they're going to use Line a as trade bait. I'm, I think they should. I think they're going to use trade Line as, as trade bait. And I'm I'm reading online. It looks like the Devils are going to go all in for him. I saw that.
1: Uh, I don't know what the deal with Line a is. Um, this is like an unbelievably talented player. I think in terms of someone's shot, the Just only other player I can think of that's got a shot like him is Ovi. is Ovi. Like, it,
0: it, how do you phrase this? He might be, obviously Ovechkin's tied, he might be the best pure shooter in the NHL. Not goal scorer, Not shooter. goal scorer, but in terms like, of his shot. A like, raw shot, like, yeah. slap shot, snap shot, wrist shot. Him at,
1: it is a heavy one-timer that gets on you so fast.
0: And whoever gets him, I mean, I can't really imagine the power play would— not get a huge bump. I mean, he's got that same OV1T on the left dot. Yeah. I mean, he's right there.
1: This is a team where, you know, and obviously there's been, you know, rumors about Line a having attitude issues and not willing to buy in. I mean, he had that stretch last year where he scored – what was it? He had like... He scored 18 it. goals in November and, and then scored... What was it? 12 goals the rest of the year. That's ridiculous. That's horrible. That's like <laughs> over 58 remaining games you score 12 goals. And I
0: don't blame Winnipeg if they don't pay him. Like, I mean, you can't do that. That's just... It's inconsistent. And I'm I'm pretty sure in the playoffs he had one game where he scored like two goals and everyone was like, oh, he's back. And he's they, back and, and they, they didn't know. do shit. Yeah. So,
1: you know, there's... This is a team where they're essentially a house of cards right now. Yes. And people are starting to pull cards off the table. I think they missed their window. And this window is
0: closing very, very fast. I will go out on a limb and say I think it's already closed.
1: Their other huge problem is half their defense is gone.
0: Yeah, so to touch on what Nick just said, uh, they lost Jacob Truba and Tyler Myers, and not to mention they also lost Kevin Hayes and Brandon Tanev. That might be—this team might have the biggest losses of the offseason.
1: That's—I mean, Tanev and Hayes, I mean, was Hayes top six— for
0: them, I believe so. I think he was doing second line center at some point. Yeah, that's a huge loss for them. Yeah, I mean, granted, Philly way overpaid for him, so I don't really Oh, for blame sure. Them, but, uh, you know, yeah, Truba gone, Myers gone, Ben
1: Sherrod gone. That's three, that's half your defense is gone. They it's, got Neil Pionk from the Rangers in that deal with Truba, but they're essentially going to rely on Morrissey and Bufflin and then prospects that I don't think are ready to fill the other two defensive roles. No,
0: I mean, they'll probably have Buff on the top pair and then Morrissey on the second pair, and they're going to have to anchor their pairs with whoever you know the fuck they give them on the side.
1: Yeah, their top four, essentially... Well, the four that they have stapled out right now would be Morrissey, Bufflin, Kulikov, and Pionk, and then... you I do not like that at all. I don't either, and then you have to look to Sammy Niku, Tucker Pullman, or Nathan Beaulieu to fill in those other two roles, and I just... Boy's had a rough kick at the can. Too. Yeah, I don't know if those guys are ready yet. Yeah,
0: and while we're you know kind of bashing them right now, I think the world of Blake Wheeler and Mark Scheifele. I think they're awesome. I love their games. They will both put up ninety plus points this year again. Um, they're they're great. I mean that that those two players can get them deep into the playoffs. I think the Jets are a playoff team. I think Connor Hellebuck is good. I don't think he's great. I, I think, think he. Looked great two years ago. Yeah, needs that's...
1: to have a little bit of a bounce back this year.
0: Yes, I think the Jets. I would, if you guys can hear that, girls that's the girls screaming and running around right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Jets are third place in this division, which isn't bad. I mean, we're it, talking about them like they're going to come in last, but I think they're a third place team. I think Scheifele and Wheeler are good enough to get them up there.
1: Definitely, I agree. Those are, I mean, two big boys that can really skate and score. So, you know, hopefully that pans out for them. I think that window is closing too fast. Yeah, it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on from the Central Division, that's essentially what we have. Obviously the bets that I like were, I would say, Dallas or Nashville at
0: 7-2 to to win the division. I would say Dallas. And yeah. just to give, like, a final, final recap, I'm going to read the place that I think each team will come in in this division. Um, I think the Dallas Stars will come in first. I think the Colorado Avalanche will come in second. I think the Winnipeg Jets will be third. Nashville Predators fourth. St. Louis Blues fifth. Chicago Blackhawks sixth. And the Minnesota not going wild seventh. Nope.
1: Uh, That's a good list. The only thing I would switch is I would switch Nashville and Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
0: um, and you can, again, you can cut this
1: division. So tight. You, it's so tight. It's so tight. <laughs> um, so uh, like we said, Dallas, you know, is our pick to win this division. I think if you're going to sprinkle some money on it, that's a very, very good bet. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a bet I'm going to make. So if you guys want to, you know, hop on the bandwagon, hop on the bandwagon, enjoy it. Be an you know, empty better, baby. Exactly. In my celebration or my misery, that would be cool. We could <laughs> hang out. Um, So, moving on from that, we're now going to touch on uh, the restricted free agent segment of this episode. There is a ton left (laughs) on the table right now, and that is sort of the understatement of the year.
0: There's probably $100 million sitting here right now.
1: Yeah, easily. Like, if you wanted to make a team out of the restricted free agents that are left on the table, this team would be lights out. Let's hear it, Nick. So obviously, the big one that if you follow hockey, that you've probably gotten sick of hearing about is Mitch Marner.
0: I fucking hate Leafs free agency talk. Leafs I'm free so agency. Sick of it. You've gotten it two years in a row. Cool it.
1: It's ridiculous. The Leafs are essentially the New York Yankees of
0: no one likes the, the hockey world. You know who you are.
1: It's like yeah, sorry Marty and Mark. Um, <laughs> Toronto is essentially the New York City of Canada. So obviously, being you know the big team in the big city you know hockey is quote unquote canada's game you're gonna hear about them 24 7 and if you're a leafs fan you love it and if you're any other team's fan you fucking hate it and we fucking hate it (laughs) it's like i love austin matthews to death i will watch his highlights until the day i die i will crank it to his highlights because he's that (laughs) damn good but i don't want to hear about free agency talk the whole fucking time nhl network is on so annoying
0: I, the, uh, the the Toronto guys I met <laughs> down in Florida, um, they were saying uh, they think they use him as trade bait. I'm like, it's trade bait? He's a restricted free, But they actually think that... I don't know how, how they're going to work. I was a little wasted when I was talking to them. But this uh, is interesting. they're going to get rid of him is what they're saying.
1: This is interesting because he's obviously a key player on that team. But signing him might royally fuck that team.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. I they're they're near the cap. They've got their guy. I, the only other person I think that is going to be in a similar situation is Kasperi Kapanen. I think he's yeah. coming to an end on his rookie deal. So they're going to have him and they're going to have Marner to sign. And it's like, I mean, obviously you pick Marner over that, but then you got Nylander and you're wondering, did I make the right choice with him? I think they should have let him go. Yeah. I, well, I think he's going to have a big year, actually. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to have a Marner year, but I think he's going to have a big no. year.
1: Obviously, you know... Now, if you're Mitch Marner and you're looking at your GM, Kyle Dubas, and you say, well, you know, Nylander just, you know, sat out for essentially, like, what was it, two months?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then came back and got paid, you know, what's going to stop me from doing the
0: same? He's going to the Islanders. Heard it here first. Yeah? He's going to the Island. Wow. Yeah. That would break my heart. Well, you know, there's a lot of Long Islanders that we don't want to be happy, so.
1: My buddy Dean would be very excited to see Marner's in a Marner and an Islander sweater, so, uh. Uh, you know, Dean, I you know, I wish the best for you. But at the same time, I don't want that guy in the Metro. So, you know, sorry. Yeah, really. Um, up next uh, in reference to the Central Division would be Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche. He was one third of the best line in hockey last year. And this is. He's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid. He's going to get big time paid. Yeah, big time paid. I don't
0: think they let him. They can't let him go. Like, unlike the Leafs. You can't let a guy They don't have go. enough weapons like the Leafs, where they're saying, okay, even if we lose him, we might be okay. Like, they're actually kind of fucked no, If they, they
1: let Ranton and go, scratch everything I said about Colorado winning the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, that's completely contingent upon yeah. the fact that Ranton and signs. He. Maybe a bridge deal? Maybe like a two year six million. I think they. It's million, like, you know, if you're million. the
1: GM, who is it? Is it Sakic? Yeah. I think if you're Sakic, you say, give me like two years of a bridge
0: deal. Yeah, two years Let's seven make per- a push and then I will pay you. Two years, seven per, and they, yeah. could, they could actually get a run at the cup. I mean, they'll probably get a run at the cup regardless, but they would have a better chance. Maybe they could yeah. thicken that blue line up a little bit. I think it's got to be
1: like one of those things where the GM might say, like, can you just take a
0: little bit less for
1: a short amount of time, and in the long run you're going to get it you know, back.
0: And I think they're a tight enough group where they're all kind of the same age coming up. He would probably take that discount to stay with Mac and Landy and all that. I would take that discount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <huh. laughs> I would take that raise. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes, please.
1: Um, moving on from them, uh, Matt Kachuk still hasn't signed with Calgary. They need him. Yeah, they need him. They need him. Real That's bad. a big one.
0: Yeah, I think out of all the ones in on this list, he is the most important to his team.
1: For sure, I think if anyone leaves, if any one of these guys leave their teams to go to a different team, it's going to be huge news. And the second that you know one of these teams can't get a deal done with this guy,
0: it's going to be just a feeding frenzy. It's just an interesting time we live in, where like, and I'm not trying to like sound like a different podcast that we both listen to, but like, why do the young guys get all this power? It's like when did this? When did this happen? I think it's right when McDavid came in, and everyone was saying after his rookie year they saw him put you know. Who's over a point per game even with the shoulder injury? Yep. And they were like, This is gonna be insane when he gets paid. And he just It was insane when well, he got paid. Well yeah, and he's setting the tone. It's like It's with with is these Is this gonna be
1: every year? Essentially, I feel like it is. With these guys, I mean it's basically are they just waiting to see what Marner does and then they're gonna be like, Well, okay, Marner got X, so now I want Y. Yeah, like press two y- I'm gonna press know, Y if you yeah, want Y. <laughs> a mil- a million and a half less than X. So Yeah, really. Um Keeping, like, going on down this list, uh, you know, another blue-chip prospect, Brock Besser. Oh, yeah. Is also on this list. Uh, they really...
0: This sucks. <laughs> that's that's another, like, you know, that team needs that guy. I want them to get paid. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just I don't want to... I'm, I'm selfish as a fan. I don't want to see these guys sit out, right? Like, not to bring up football on this podcast, but we saw Le'Veon Bell, Right, you know, completely miss a season and... People want to see him play whether you love him or you hate him You want to either watch him to hate him or watch him to love him or just admire the talent exactly And it's just sad that this is where it's gotten, but it is what it is. Yeah running down
1: the remainder of the list uh, Tampa's Braden point. Obviously, he's a key role You know a role player for that team not a top 10 center. not a top 10 center (laughs) Uh, so That's big for them obviously that team I feel like out of any of the teams on this list, could probably stand to lose someone and be completely. Oh no, them—they're them, not. They really, oh no, <laughs> I mean that would just break everyone's heart. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That'll take their odds from one to one to oh, fucking... like. Oh no. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like instead of over the next two years, they you know they might just win one cup instead of two. They're not uh, going to win any. No, they're not. Need to break it too. Um, and then the two defensemen on this list: uh, Charlie McAvoy in Boston and Ivan Provorov in Philly. McAvoy's gonna fucking buy TD Garden after this. McAvoy might get like the what Boston offered Bobby Orr back in the day, where they just (laughs) offered like a quarter ownership of the team to like stay with them.
0: Do we? Is Drew Doughty the highest paid defenseman in the NHL? I think he is. Is he still? Yes. I remember seeing this graphic on Instagram. He is. I think he makes like eleven a year or something. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying it it worked out well for them, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) You can see how this works. Yeah. Uh, I don't think McAvoy makes that much money, but I think he'll McAvoy be in the nines. I think yeah, I think High McAvoy
1: nines. stays in Boston, and I think Philly would be really, really stupid to let Provorov go.
0: Yes, agreed. But you know, fuck Philly. So yeah, I don't exactly. Care. I don't care. I hope they tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see how that Nolan Patrick pick works out again when they get the yeah. second or third. <laughs> Um, so essentially
1: that's all I have for free agents. There was a couple other little, you know, news tidbits around the league. Uh, the big one that I saw was Nick Cronwall retired. So you heard it here first. It is now safe to skate with your head down (laughs) when you're
0: playing the Red Wings. Yeah. You will never see a guy literally ass check anybody in the head ever again.
1: I remember that was just like, that was why they taught you to skate with your head up. It was like, here, watch this nine minute YouTube video of this guy murdering people with clean hits every time it was a clean hit and half the time the people were just unconscious
0: for anyone who's ever played hockey if you were a winger you would know that the worst thing in the world that could happen is your defenseman rings the puck around on the wall and you're on the you're on the right about the hash mark of the face-off circle for the breakout right and you got to fumble it a little bit because it's right on the wall and you're trying to get in stride so you can kind of get by the defenseman you turn around and you just you get decked. You get pancaked. And, I like, I, I, I'm doing that against high school players back when I was playing. Imagine getting fucking
1: Cromwell, like,
0: literally just dying because he's coming in full speed and throws his back right into you. It's, ins- it's just – if you want to watch highlights and you want to get someone into hockey, show them the Cromwell highlights. I promise that will get them interested.
1: When he retired, a uh, hockey webcaster put out that video on Facebook, and I, I think I've watched it, like, four times since. It's just amazing to watch the way that he tracks a guy while he's skating backward and Essentially, just hits them with his back and just drops them like a sack of bricks. You've been Cronwald, you've been Cronwald. So, it, it the league will definitely not be the same without him. Uh, as I said before, a guy that he would never you know fight, but just clean hits every time, a
0: lot was, like Brooks Orpic. Yeah,
1: it, it was just clean hits every me. time, just like a class act, and he will definitely be missed.
0: What other. League updates? Do you have written down? Um, really Justin
1: Williams, the captain of the oh yeah Carolina Hurricanes, was was is gonna step away from the NHL for this season. He didn't say he was retiring, but he said he's stepping away. So I he'll be back. Don't through the know. Year. Yeah, I feel like it's you know is he just gonna sit and wait for the playoffs to come or?
0: Uh, he could be. I think. I think he could be trade bait too. Maybe like. If he comes back midway and someone wants to pick him up for a little veteran leadership, yeah, going, he's huge going for that team. Run. I mean, you know the locker room presence that he brings. It. I mean, he can still play. I really fucking hate him. Though. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? I really, did. I've never liked him. And when he played for the Capitals, I really didn't like him. Yeah. I just don't like his face. Is, <laughs> is that bad? Like, I don't know what it is about his face, but I just want
1: to deliver one of these right the to the his stuff. Salt hole.
0: and pepper beard <laughs> with the curly hair. I just don't like him. I don't like. I just don't like his face. I don't yeah. know how else to put I
1: uh, obviously loved him on the Caps, and the second he went to the Hurricanes and ruined my spring last year, dad, I can't
0: stand the guy. My dad, my dad, every time he scored when they played the Pens the second half, he would literally throw up be like, "I fucking hate you, Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know why. It's
1: just his face. (laughs) Um, So that's about all I have for, you know, this episode. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, If there's anything else, like we've mentioned in the past, that you'd like to see us do, you know, give us a shout. Uh, Abuse that subscribe button on Spotify and iTunes. Please follow on Instagram and Twitter as well. Do that. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
0: Yeah, have a great work week, everybody. And next episode will be dropping next week. We will be covering the Atlantic Division. And we will be getting into the segments that we will be doing during the season. Uh, We know it's been a little slow with the hockey news as of recent. But, hey, baby, once October gets hitting, we're going to be running.
1: Class dismissed.